Hello everyone, this week we're looking at Avengers Infinity War in preparation of the release of Avengers Endgame. Now fair warning here, we've got Sol and our guest Howard who are both Marvel fanboys, so this is a bit of a wankfest, but I'm there to try and keep them in check, and I edited it, so believe me, this is the short version. Lots of Avengers and Marvel Cinematic Universe discussion here, and speculation about what is still to come. Enjoy! So, uh, Marvel, yeah, we are once again returning to the uh, the the waters of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already done an Avengers episode because Infinity War was coming out last year. We've done everything. We've done everything Avengers. We've looked at everything in total minute detail. We haven't, what, Alan. What we could haven't. we possibly be talking about today? You know what we haven't done yet? Uh, we haven't uh... done Iron Man two and three. Oh right, okay. Oh. <laughs> we we haven't done. Uh, no, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> have you done? Have you done the Incredible Hulk? We, we have, have. We actually have. have oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We did that in the run up to Captain Marvel, but here we are doing a proper look at Infinity War. But who are we? Oh yeah, there's that as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm I'm uh, I'm Sol. Hello. I'm always here, and uh, I'm I'm like the resident. Marvel fan, <laughs> and then on the other end of the spectrum is our resident Marvel hater, <laughs> which is not true at all. I don't hate the film; I'm just sick of them. <laughs> yeah, so just, many of yeah them. but you're a hater. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Haters gonna hate and all that. Just, yeah. just a general hater of of life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's called Alan. Hello. Well, he's not called Alan, but he pretends to be called Alan <laughs> for some reason. Sometimes, so you can't find him. Yeah, yeah, because he likes to slag off the the blockbuster productions he's been working on, and <laughs> <laughs> hope that they can't track him down because he uses different. Oh, names. oh that's clever. That's very. Clever. <laughs> and that third voice uh, you might recognise from our Grinch episode a, a few months back. It is, of course, Mister Howard Jenkins. Hello. What is Infinity War? Eh, it's it's like the culmination of. 21 Marvel films, is that right? Yeah, it's a huge culmination of 10 years of ten years of films. It feels like more than 10 years, to be honest. I can't quite imagine, or not imagine, I can't quite believe it's only been going for 10 years and they've <laughs> got that much stuff out, but but they have. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Marvel have pretty much, what's, what's the word, redesigned the cinema model or not quite that they, they've completely changed how hollywood approaches blockbuster filmmaking in mm, 10 yeah. years it's quite remarkable the the amount of impact they've had uh yeah i've, I've been doing the big rewatch of uh, a film a night on the lead up to okay. end game we're recording this well like a week and a half ahead of it something like that so wait you're watching you're watching all those films yeah one a night except i'm really struggling to get one a night in because of all your dates, you got to do it. <laughs> well, that and, and that and this podcast, and I have to watch like <laughs> fucking three Aladdin movies as well. And, oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I've been I've been trying to get through it, but I've been trying to do it to mix it up in chronological order. 
Ooh. Chronological oh, in terms of story rather than production. Okay. So it it barely moves anything around, to be honest. You you start yeah. with Captain America, then you do Captain Marvel, then yeah. it's pretty much exactly the same, except Guardians of the Galaxy 2 comes immediately after Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I think yeah. that's the only difference. Oh, and I'm I'm gonna do Ant Man and uh, sorry, Ant Man and the Wasp, and then Infinity War because they happen at the same time, and it seems like Infinity oh, War okay, should yeah. lead directly on to Endgame. Yeah. So, there well, there go. is a there is a theory that um, that Doctor Strange is set before. I think it's set before uh, Winter Soldier. It all, and someone, I think it was Screen Run or someone. They they did like a a theorised um, timeline of the whole thing. Because, you know, there's that bit at the beginning of, of Spider-Man Homecoming where it says eight years later. Yeah. And it completely fucked everything up because because yeah. <laughs> obviously that doesn't add up at all. But then yeah. this timeline that, yeah, it was making its way around the internet uh, completely made it all made sense. It was wonderful. Mm. And then I believe they completely ruined that with the release of Infinity War. There's like one line of dialogue or something that just completely ruins that whole... Oh, really? There was some... Yeah, yeah I, 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 I saw an interview with the directors where they said something to the effect of, yeah, sorry, we fucked up. <laughs> it was like... Um, <laughs> something to the effect of, we fucked up. Um, tell you what, though, there have been a few little, little things that have like un- unlocked little Easter eggs watching it in order, which um I don't think's intentional, but I like to imagine it is. Okay. There's a bit in Captain Marvel when uh they're trapped in a room and then Samuel L. Jackson, uh Nick Fury does his little fingerprint trick with the tape to get out of the room and then later on there's another one of those doors and Captain Marvel just shoots it with laser hands and he's like, yeah. What? You could do that, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, then in Iron Man, which is the next film, if you're watching them in that order, there's a bit with Clark Gregg, Agent, what's he called, Coulson, Agent Coulson, Coulson yeah. who's yeah, yeah. doing something with Pepper Potts, and they're trying to get into a door, and he puts a little thing on the lock, and she's like, "Oh, what's that? A a, a, a little thing that's gonna like hack the lock, pick it open, or something?" And he's like, "Yeah, something like that," and then it just blows it up. Yeah, and it, watching oh, them nice. after it's like it's almost like oh, they learn learn a little trick there from Captain Marvel. Oh, interesting. Don't think it's intentional, but I like yeah. it. it works. Probably not, but it, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I also don't think is intentional, but again, it works as a nice little thing. Is uh, in the Avengers at the start, they're talking about the Tesseract to Marky Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, "What does Fury want me to do? Eat it? Swallow it? Oh, yeah." Ah, oh, interesting. Which now yeah. makes a lot more sense because the cat ate it. Yeah, ah, I get exactly. it. There you go. <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to seeing if any other little things like that sort of appear as we go. But um... well, Sol, we we all know now that you embarrassed yourself with the Last Avengers film and went to a midnight screening with all the nerds. Yeah, uh, are you going to do that again? Oh, mate, I've got a ticket for not only a midnight screening. It's only a fucking double bill with Avengers Infinity War leading up to midnight, then oh, Endgame. Oh, Oh, I'm I so bu- jealous. No. I'm literally so jealous. I've booked a, I've booked a day off work <laughs> to <laughs> allow myself to sleep the following day. Oh, my day. God. Well, uh, it, am, am I correct? I've heard rumours that this new film coming out is like three hours long. Yeah. 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 Well, they've Almost already broken exactly. it up into two. Why is it? Well... 
judging by Infinity War, right, I think they'll make good use of that runtime. Yeah, they yeah. Make... I, I I would hate it if they if they felt the need to rush it, you know, yeah. for the sake of giving it a shorter runtime. I, I would yeah. rather it was longer and they really gave everything, you know, the weight that it should have. Personally, I I hate films being too long for no reason. I I hate arbitrary length, but sometimes a story needs a lot of time to be told properly and yeah i think i think when i when i watched infinity war both times it it, it completely flew by for me yeah I, I didn't notice the runtime at all and that was what two and a half hours a bit more than that was it Jeez. yeah well there are there, there are just there are so many characters and there are so many arcs and just so many different stories going on well, the, the masterstroke of it really is, um, you know, in a film where you've got so many characters that you want to try and touch on, is make bringing in basically a new character who's the villain and making them the central character and really the yeah. protagonist in, in, yeah, yeah, know, in terms exactly. of the character arc. Well, this, this is again, I, should we jump straight to the ending or is it worth talking about some of the other stuff? Normally we'd be a lot more in depth with everything in the film, but because we've already kind of spoken about yeah. this one on the show, it just, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was... What what I will say is I thought I thought the stakes were extremely high. Right oh my god! I, I have to say, rewatching these earlier films, I I just did the Avengers again the other night. The stakes feel laughably low. Yeah, <laughs> to say yeah. to say seven years ago, I I went and watched the Avengers, and it was this huge blockbuster film and so thrilling. I watch yeah. it now, and it's like, <sighs> so what? New York gets a bit of. You know, a few buildings yeah, yeah, get a bit of yeah. damage done, so a few windows are smashed. Oh well, but it was just you know that that very first scene where he's like he's basically ready to crush Thor's head, and then and oh then, man, you know, but but then that but then you know he just he just strangles Loki, and then basically says that's it for him. You know, he's not going to come yeah. back this time. And then he yeah. kills Heimdall, and then he and then he beats up the Hulk, and it's just like you just feel a meat, and he already has the power stone and the. Yeah. And the space zone, you just instantly you're just like right fucking hell. This is like the stakes are so high, and it just maintains that throughout the film. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, just yeah. constantly like, oh my god, this guy is terrifying, and he's so strong. Um, I and I, I think we spoke about that as well. Actually, how I felt that opening scene was an absolute masterstroke that they went that way. I mean, I I knew they were going to open with some death to establish something, but. Thor Ragnarok is such a beloved entry in this series. It's such an mm. upbeat and happy entry in this series. Yeah. And it ends in such an uplifting sort of positive <laughs> to boldly go, yeah. we're evoking classic Star Trek, the future's bright kind of way. Yeah. To go from that to then just basically wiping out Asgard. <laughs> yeah, like that um, whole kingdom is dead, basically. That entire... Yeah, that, I mean, I, there's a few um, surviving characters and stuff. I, I Apparently, what's-her-name's back for the new one? Valkyrie, was she called? Tessa oh, Thompson. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about, um, what's-his-face, the director, doing his little voice? Taika, no one knows yet, but I think everyone's <laughs> hoping that Korg <laughs> uh, makes it out, yeah. I think they should have him, but yeah. he's like a brain in a jar. Just well, he's made out of rock, isn't he? So you could just have like a rock head, or just a little pebble. Body. Yeah, but it's still yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he keeps it in his top pocket. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, and and I think everyone was expecting a, a or at least everyone who really analyzes these films, like 
you know, we do, was expecting a death up front, but I wasn't expecting Loki. I thought he was too much of a fan favourite, too much of a money spinner for them, potentially, down the line, in spin-offs, and if they ever want to make Thor 4 in some capacity, and... I just thought, you know, I thought it would be Heimdall. I thought it would be those sorts of characters. And, mm, and uh, yeah. the fact they went straight for Loki. Yeah, was straight like, yeah, away. We're, we're, not, we're not fucking about They're putting here. a message out, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And that's why they did yeah. it. And it, it worked. Like you say, it set the stakes. And for the rest of the film, and I, I know when I spoke to you, Alan and Calvin, last time round, you didn't quite agree with me. But for the rest of the film, I genuinely believed anyone could die at any yeah. moment. So yeah. that bit near the end, when they do a bit of a fake out and make it look... Well, he stabs Tony Stark, basically. And, yeah. and then Doctor Strange has to barter for his um, life. Yeah. Um, I genuinely thought this was it, and Tony Stark was going to die there and then. Because I thought, yeah, this is an appropriate... It's near the end of the running time for this film. It's an appropriate time that they might kill him. Yeah, and we all um, we all kind of yeah. know that that Robert Downey Jr. is is going to bow out. You know, we knew he was going to bow out at some stage soon. Or they, or they all are. I mean, the thing is, we know this new film that's coming out now was like you're going to need them in that one. But presumably, at the end of this next film that comes out, there are going to be some characters that are permanently gone. I think. Yeah, I mm. think and, this is going. But I, this, but, I, I, because, but like, not even within in universe, you you got to see it as a as a film watcher. You see it as like these actors have been playing these characters for six, ten years. Um, yeah. They've done the three films. The contracts are up. They're going to want to move on. They're going to want to kind of start updating it. And they've reached mm. a real, they've reached a climax point with this whole thing. You can't just keep making three hour films in which the whole universe is in danger. Yeah, they exactly. have to go yeah. back to something else. You have to kind of have a reboot. And throwing some of the actors out is a great way of doing that. You keep a few to keep a bit of continuity going. Yeah. And then you refresh yeah. your actors, get some youngsters in. Yeah, completely. I love how Kevin Feige has been talking about this film. And he said, you know, this is a finale. This is our return of the Jedi. It's not the end of the mm. franchise, but it's the end of this story. And yeah. obviously it will go on, but that will be a new story in this world. And and I, I, I think he's such a switched on guy who oh, has God, such yeah. an amazing grasp on what he's doing with this stuff. It's it's remarkable to say yeah. how much Hollywood struggles to get this sort of stuff right. You do have to say, like, of the the yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's maybe two films that are kind of like, eh, but all the rest of them are good, solid films at the very least, you know? Yeah, there's one that I would say is bad, and even that is an incredibly watchable bad film. Iron Man 2? Iron Man 2, yeah. <laughs> uh, and okay. and then, I'm not a big fan of Thor The Dark World, but it's it's mediocre. It's not, like, bad. I think Phase 3 has been their strongest slate of films yet. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. when you go back and, like I say, re-watching this stuff. It felt like they weren't quite sure what they were doing in Phase 2 near the start, but it, it feels like they've got it down now. They have it so worked out, you know. So, shall we talk about who else dies in this film? <laughs> so, so Heimdall. Wait a minute, Loki. wait a minute. Are we talking about dying or becoming Ash at the end? Because I think there's a significant difference. Yeah, I, we'll cover it all. But let's start. Well, let's with do the, death. Let's do proper deaths first. Let's start with the because real if, death. If I recall correctly, Sol, your theory was that everyone who dies properly is going to stay dead. Yeah, and then everyone who is Ash, it's kind of it's still all up in the air, so yeah. to speak. Everyone who's Ash is coming back. They might come back and then some of them die in the battle with 
Thanos wants their back. But to be honest, I think they're probably all going to come back. And the, I think the people who die in this one are, are in the surviving team. I want to go through them separately in a bit and see who we think's going to die. I think we should put like little little gentleman's wager on who's going <laughs> to make yeah. it out alive. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so in this one, Heimdall, Loki, and then Gamora and Vision. I think that's it. I think everyone else either survives or mm. or is snapped. Now Gamora, that one really shocked me. I did not see that coming. I genuinely thought for for the fact that she's like number one, she's one of their only female <laughs> characters. And they, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they're quite understandably keen to you know highlight the one she's got. Number two, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. You know they they've still got a third one planned. There's still life in her arc left. Yeah, I so I really wasn't expecting that. And she's the one I'm most concerned is going to come back out of the quote-unquote real death. That's because I, the, the emotional resonance of that death is so important. Exactly, film. exactly. If they if take they, it back, it's really going to hurt. Exactly. If they, I, I've heard a lot of people complain that it, it they shouldn't have killed her, and I think, no, they should have. She was, mm. they, they say it was a disservice to that character and it wasn't fair. I think the opposite. I think the fact that she is sacrificed at that point is so significant. It gives Thanos' mm. story real emotional weight. It's genuinely quite moving if you buy into the big, yeah. you know, uh, grimace-looking guy. Um, yeah. And, Certainly. And there's and a lot it, at stake for, for Quill as well, I think. You know, yeah, and their relationship yeah, yeah. had really evolved, you know. And, right and I think it until. gives... It gives her story real power as well in this. She's one of the best, most interesting characters and arcs in the whole film, if you ask me. The fact that she just... She basically knows that she's putting her life on the line to protect this... Stop this stone falling into this guy's hands. Yeah. And ultimately she pays the price for it. But I I think this film does her character real justice that it wouldn't have done if she just made it out alive. And I'm worried that she is going to be brought back somehow. And I think if it if they bring her back, I'll be very disappointed. Well, she might. I mean, she might exist inside the Soul Stone or something. That's I have a theory. A feeling I've she'll heard, be there. Yeah, in, I have yeah. a feeling she'll still be present in some sense. Maybe it's a flashback kind of thing or something like that. Because yeah. she is so important to Thanos as a character and and you know what he loves and what he cares about. So, yeah. And there is yeah. that shot of her as a kid at the very end that's mixed in in the edit very weirdly, which mm. I think a lot of people have speculated is her in the Soul Stone. Yeah. Well, for what it's for what it's worth, on IMDb, the Avengers Endgame, she is not on the credits for that. Uh, the actor, so oh, um, okay. I mean, so if it, they're obviously keeping it a secret if she is in it, <laughs> yeah, Which yeah, would make sense. You know, if you can. But you know, bear in mind the wave of absolute shock and elation that went across the cinema screen I was in when Red Skull turned up in this film. You know, yeah. I wouldn't put it past them to successfully sneak anything into this film without us knowing. Um, mm. Yeah, I, and then Vision, I think, is almost certainly a, a, a legitimate death. That's a character that, like, fair enough. I, I think they'll get by without him just fine. He was at the level where I think everyone expected him to be gone. Yeah, he, he was never compelling really and you know he, he kind of he, he sort of served his purpose in, in yeah, Ultron yeah. and that's you know, it I always really liked him but it felt like he was just this bizarre little nubbin on the end of a film yeah. and he didn't really <laughs> yeah. have anything else to do and 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Thanos wins. He gets omnipotent power and uses it to kill half the universe by snapping his fingers and turning everyone to ash. Uh, how did you feel watching that, Howard? I uh, it was just so not what I was expecting. Uh, I I you you just don't expect that. You just expect the Avengers to win. You just expect you expect maybe they don't catch him straight away, or maybe you know they'll have to wait until the next film until he gets all the stones or something. That's kind of what I thought going in. I thought, well, he's probably not going to find them all, or or whatever, you know, because mm. they've got to stretch it over two films. But then the fact that he got them and he just did it. It was just such a brave step, and I just I thought the scene was directed so brilliantly. Just mm. what because what I loved about it was there was no music at all. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. It really because I thought you know most other directors or or whatever would you know they'd want to put some sad music as everyone is kind of evaporating. But I thought the fact there was no music, it really added to that empty feeling, and the fact that that you know that the world is just kind of just emptying and people are just evaporating. I thought oh. Yeah, it it really it kind of went through me. It, it really chilled mm. me, to be honest. See, I yeah, I was amazed it hit. It surprised people to the point that it did, um, purely because I've I've read the comic that it's mm. primarily based on, and the pretty much the opening of the comic is that. <laughs> like, oh, is it? Oh, it's, okay. It pretty much begins. Begins with that, and then the bulk of the story is the the surviving Avengers coming together and being like, "Guys, what the fuck just happened? What? Where's everyone gone?" Um, yeah. And then the bulk of the story is them, you know, getting a, a battle together and going and fighting Thanos, and then you know having a fight with him, undoing it. And oh, okay. so I just thought, knowing that enough other people would have read it, that it would be really well known on the internet. That because I think I called it on um, an episode of this podcast. Even I think I said my guess is episode one is going to end. Not episode one. Film one is going to end with him mm. getting the stones, killing half the universe, and then film two will be them, you know, undoing that. But yeah. it, it obviously, you know, fair play to them. It's caught the vast majority of the world off guard. And I, I do think that scene is as as difficult as it is to switch off the cynical part of my brain that's like, well, they'll be back immediately yeah, yeah. next film. Um, mm. Taken on its own merits, yeah, it's a really, like you say, incredibly well-directed, quite chilling, quite emotional even. I mean, not, not everyone. Mm. There were people in the cinema when I saw it. Bear in mind, it was a midnight screening, so it was, you know, the sorts of people who were going to be going with it. But there were people mm. going, no, no, as each character went and their favourites yeah. went down. When Groot went, there were people audibly, like, really <laughs> distressed when... Twats. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Howard, do you, know, do you know what his last I Am Groot uh, was? James Gunn said on Twitter... You know, he, you know, he writes dialogue for Groot, and then he just they just say, "I am Groot," but he writes yeah. it down in the script. His final one was "Dad," because he was oh. looking up at Rocket Raccoon. It was young oh. Groot. I hate that fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spider Man, uh, Spider Man yeah, Sp- and, oh, and Spider-Man. Tony Stark. That scene as well. That that was like the perfect payoff to their their arc and their relationship that they've been building yeah. across the last couple of films. It was so 
Yeah, and I, I think I think the choice to make Spider Man so young was a brilliant choice to begin with. I just mm. think I think the fact that they genuinely just made him a fifteen year old kid because that's what he he's meant to be. He was a, he was yeah. originally when he was bitten by the spider or whatever. He was a fifteen year old kid. Yeah, yeah, and I love that choice to just to just keep that. Plus, it's it's very important to the Spider Man story. It's all about adolescence and puberty yeah. and all that. And stuff. and it's, it's what just... it's one of the most important aspects to um making him separate from the other hundred superheroes in this universe now that's like his unique selling point is that well, yeah he's a kid. yeah when he went it was just there was kind of so much more to it because he's so young and because he is just yeah. this kid that's just kind of been thrown like he's only just really been kind of you know told he's an avenger he's kind of been brought in out of nowhere really and he, yeah, and then it's and- suddenly you know he's suddenly dissolving with everyone else and you know and uh, Tony kind of feels responsible for him. That will affect him in a big way, and it just, mm. yeah that 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 was probably that was probably the one that got me the most. I think, uh, yeah, same. The- I think because you, as an audience, you see it through Tony Stark's eyes, and Tony yeah. Stark has very much moved into a kind of surrogate father role. He's mm. he's in that or surrogate uh, surrogate Uncle Ben role almost for yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a very significant argument to be made that Tony Stark shouldn't die and he should survive and and mm. live to kind of hang up the suit and just live a normal life and and but then they kind of yeah. did that in Iron Man three and then just kept it going. Um, yeah, yeah, I think really Iron Man three should have been made after these Avengers films um, as a finale mm. for that character. But so I yeah I'm, yeah. I I feel like it's about fifty fifty whether or not he's gonna survive Endgame or not. Tony Stark. He's he's the most obvious, significant guy you could take out. It would have a lot of emotional weight and power, but it's almost mm. too obvious. It, they they did a fake out last time, and he's yeah. already done a self sacrifice at the end of the first Avengers that he survived from. And yeah, what do you, yeah, what do you do true. when you? Do you make Tony Stark the new Nick Fury? Like, like he he sort of becomes the the yeah. sort of he has to take an office <laughs> job, be, take the desk yeah. job because he can't quite do the physicals anymore, but he's still yeah. there. I'd love that. Let's say they're going to write him out just because he's too expensive to keep bringing back, mm. and yeah. they're sick of it, and he's getting too old for it. I'd rather yeah. they just write that he survives it and and goes on to live with Pepper. I, yeah, I feel like just, I feel like she'd be extremely hard done by as a character if he dies at this point as well. Yeah. Her arc would be very what do you think? treated. And do you, yeah. do you think if they were if they were if Iron Man hadn't been one of the first ones and they were just sort of adding that character in now, do you think they'd change the name Pepper Potts? Because <laughs> it's uh, so comic book, <laughs> they just they they seem to try and get away from that more these days. Because Pepper well, they is did, a dog's name, isn't it? It's not they did change uh, the cat. In Captain Marvel from Chewie to Goose, so there is precedence yeah. for this, I suppose. Uh, no, I don't think they would. They might have. They might have never revealed that a surname was Potts. Is her real name Pepper yeah. or is that a nickname? Because if that's like a cute nickname, you get away with it. Because like her surname's no Potts, oh. so you call her Pepper. Yeah, fair enough. But is it if her real name's like Lucy or whatever? I th- I think she. D- I think it is a nickname, but I can't remember for the life of me what her what her proper name was. I think it is a nickname. But yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It is one of those classic, you know, <laughs> Peter Parker and Bruce Banner. Bruce it's Banner, one of those alliterative, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 
It's almost Bond girl name, isn't it? <laughs> they might um, <laughs> they might play it up a bit more if they were to introduce her now. They might have mm. more of a Pepper Potts really kind of moment. Yeah, but... yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man then. So yeah, who who's who's in the cast of Endgame? I'm gonna have a look. I'm gonna see if there's anyone fun to do impressions of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also gonna have a look at who I think's gonna die and who's gonna survive. Right, I'm looking on IMDb. Right up top, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Well, she'll survive, like obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. So what about Black Widow, eh? She gonna well, nobody survive? Nobody cares about her, but um, because it's a female character, they probably won't. Well, they are, of course, they they are making a Black Widow spin-off. That's part of Phase Four, uh, one of the confirmed good. films. Yeah, but that could easily be set in the nineties. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I re- well, I reckon that'll probably be a prequel. That I think it will like be it a prequel, be more yeah. of an origin yeah. story type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Black Widow could go. I I don't think she will, but she could. Is Jeremy Renner going to be in her backstory then? I think almost certainly. They haven't announced either way, but I would be very surprised if he isn't. Is he going to be in Endgame? Uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he's in the trailer, isn't he? Are they gonna There's a big him? triumphant moment that doesn't play at all, because you're meant to think, yeah, oh, there he is, it's Hawkeye! And instead you think, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck's sake. How do you feel about Hawkeye, Howard? <laughs> Are you one of his oh, fans? Just, not really. It's just a yeah. bit... I, I just don't... I just don't really get why he's an Avenger. I just, you know, when, when, yeah. when you compare it to, like, you know, the God of Thunder and, you know, <laughs> yeah. a, a guy who can, like, fly and has a metal suit and shoots energy blasts. When you have a guy who just has a fucking bow and arrow, I'm just a bit it's like, the same come with Scarlett Johansson as well. Yeah, I agree, well, I yeah, agree. I kind of... But at least she, at least she really does... an engaging person. That's the thing, she really holds her own and brings a lot to the film world to the point that you forgive the fact that it doesn't really make any sense that she's there. Whereas Jeremy yeah. Renner is so boring that <laughs> within like seconds of the first Avengers film, they just have him turn into a pawn for the bad guy, like a henchman. Yeah, because they, yeah. <laughs> like, they haven't got anything else for him to do. All right, all right. Ant-Man, you think he'll say survive? Um, I think so. I think Ant-Man 3 will happen. I think he'll I just yeah. They they've they've been very coy. They've they've said Ant Man three might never be a thing, but you know I don't know if you saw Chadwick Boseman being um, is that his name Chadwick Boseman Black Panther yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he was being interviewed recently on some sort of red carpet and they said they asked him about the status of his character and he was just like I don't know I'm dead and they were like yeah <laughs> but uh, I mean Black Panther two's been announced oh well I mean I'm dead so I don't know how they're gonna do. It. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be revived. Well, I, I don't know anything. I'm dead. I'm dead. And then he just he just kept saying it till they left him alone. It was beautiful. Oh, I like the idea that he genuinely doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. he he's, he's he's moving on. He's doing other projects, and they're going to yeah. give him a call. It's like no, you contracted him. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Captain America. Here's one who's for the chop. Do we do we think he's going to survive or do we think he's going to die? I don't think he will die. I feel like he's going to be another kind of. Mm. He's going to go off somewhere and have a happy ending elsewhere. I feel like he's going to throw in the towel, but I don't think he's going to die. Yeah, I. Well, the thing is, if they want some real connective tissue from the old Avengers through to you know Phase Four and beyond, Chris Evans is probably the cheapest. <laughs> um, 
he's said he's very happy to do as many films as Marvel want him to do, so it's not like he's going to mm. be tough for them to renegotiate contracts for. And, and not to mention, weirdly enough, Captain America, one of the most consistent franchises within the Marvel universe. Like I personally think all three Captain America films are excellent. But I think I feel like the Captain America story has been told now. Like I don't know what you would do that with a new true. Captain America film. That is true, mm. but do you not think, you know, let's say they make a I don't know, Spider-Man 3 and they want to have some connective tissue with a, 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 a another character as they have done for the first one and apparently they're doing with the second one. They they're not going to bring back Tony Stark again, so let's pop Captain America in in a little Eight well, I see. I think he's a role. he's a decent filler character. He's like the Ian Beale of the exactly. Marvel that's what I mean. Universe. I think he's he'll be there forever. Be, he'll be a very <laughs> good guy to just leave around as a uh, bit of connective glue whenever they want yeah. him to pop up. That said, he does die in the comics very famously, um, but he was also, I think, president when he when he got killed in one of the renditions. Right. So I mean, okay. they're, they're not <laughs> they're going off book of it. I think. Oh, oh but there course, you go. You know. Let, Let's have him elected president for does, future he, Marvel he, films. He's he can the be the type guy who might go into politics, and like that could be his little story arc, and then he becomes like senator for Avengers or something, whatever. <laughs> well, the, yeah. Here, here's a tricky one. Then Thor, Chris Hemsworth. I think there's a hell of a lot of life in that character still. I think they've only really just figured out how to use him properly. Yeah, frankly. it's only really in his last two films he's really kind mm. of kicked off i think and and yeah. you know a, a lot of that has to do i think with with the amount of loss that he's gone through yes and, you, and i didn't i didn't really it's one of those things i didn't really quite realize it until he kind of had that little conversation with rocket and he actually kind of lists off all the people in his life that yeah. have died and you're yeah. like oh shit he's right yeah. like he's lost his mum and his dad and his brother yeah. and and he's he's become one of my very very favorite characters same actually yeah the on the flip side i believe he's one of the many people whose contracts is up after this chris hemsworth is gonna be getting more and more expensive day by day he's got men in black 4 coming out soon i mean that could be a complete disaster for him but he he seems to be a very i like chris hemsworth a lot i i would you know oh, i'd yeah. see his yeah. name in a certain type of film like a comedy and it will make me think Oh yeah, maybe I'll I'll give that a go. But that's it. I think I think Chris Hemsworth might, is is the sort of guy who like has done this now and he wants to move on. He probably wants to do that's exactly a bit more dramatic, I, like some really yeah. sort of meteor role. This is it. I I think Chris Hemsworth probably could go on to you know a pretty healthy career now. Mm. In a lot of ways, it's probably the smart move for him to call it quits here. The fact that he is a very popular character means his death would have a lot of resonance. Um, his arc is largely going to be played out, I think, after this film as well. Mm. So I think he could he could very easily go. I hope he doesn't. But but then if you if they have they've killed off Loki, they've they've destroyed Asgard and all that. Maybe this is yeah. Maybe what what has he got left to do if he is around? Like he's just well. Then be a I, guess, adrift, I guess I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe the next logical step is is him trying to find a new home and a new a new purpose in life. In a in a way, maybe it's him. Maybe maybe they just have a shot with or... with him and Natalie Portman like on the beach, <laughs> and it's like in the sunset. Yeah. Like, oh look, they got together at last. <laughs> Except it's not Natalie Portman. It's it's just a strange. It's someone who looks like her, but you don't actually see her face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Guardians of the Galaxy, any of them going to get the chop? I I said in Infinity War, before it came out, I said one of the Guardians is going to die. And I thought mm. it was going to be someone like Drax or... Um, yeah, I think we could all just get... A, we could all afford to lose Drax without any real... Yeah. I basically said it won't be Peter Quill, it won't be Groot, it won't be Rocket Raccoon. I, I think I said it won't yeah. be Gamora, but it could be Drax yeah. or... Is there another one? Mantis? Oh, Mantis. Mantis now, yeah. 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 They surprised me it was Gamora. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I had heard that... Um, that they were planning on doing a Guardians three and expanding more on her character, and that she was going to be more of kind of the front f- face of it as opposed to Quill. So I was, I, mm. I mean, that that was just a rumor, but I, that's mm. you know, it shocked me so much when she. I I would almost I could almost believe that now would be a good time to to take out Peter Quill, except they're making a third one, and there's no way they're going to do that without him in it. There's just no way. Mm. I think mm, you could yeah. definitely have a spin off Rocky Raccoon film. Uh, where he just goes off and has an adventure on his own, but you couldn't sell it as a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. It would be yeah. a sort of a spin-off Rogue One yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, Hawkeye could go. I don't think anyone yeah. would mind that too much. He's he's prime chopping block material. They they have just announced a Disney Plus streaming service uh, show starring mm. Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. But I mean, hell, they've also announced one with Tom Hiddleston as Loki, which is a, a prequel series. So. That's no yeah, guarantee yeah. of anything. And Scarlet Witch and Vision are in one as well, actually, and he's dead. Uh, Scarlet Witch, actually. She could go. Don Cheadle? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don Cheadle, War Machine. He could definitely die. Yeah. But then if Tony Stark goes, they could end up putting a Iron Man... Nah, they're, they're never going to make Iron Man 4 with Don Cheadle in the lead. That, that's not <laughs> gonna I, I was thinking <laughs> they might do Iron Man 4 where he passes the reins, but if they do that, it'll, it'll be bring a some new young, character. Young it'll be that... It'll be the young black woman they've just added to the comics. Iron scene, Woman, um, yeah, who took over as Iron Man recently. I bet you that's yeah, who they yeah. go with. Um, what about uh, Stanley? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bring him back! Bring him back! This is his final cameo, I believe. This one. It was it. There was some talk that his final one was going to be Spider Man: um, Far From Home, but the Russo brothers said they're pretty sure he didn't actually managed to film it in the end because he was a bit too ill yeah. so they're pretty sure this is the last one he's oh yeah he's i mean it, it would it would be perfect if endgame was his final one yeah it would it, it would just be so poetic and yeah yeah um well we're meant to be reviewing infinity war here even though we've not really been doing so <laughs> but but um should we give our ratings um alan you gave it a seven out of ten last time that's correct uh calvin gave it a six and i gave it a ten because i think it was just that good but um pathetic really i'm 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 excited now because i think howard's gonna help me up the rating (laughs) of it (laughs) i oh don't be influenced by soul's positivity no i'm just <laughs> i'm going to give it like a 9.8 can i do that <laughs> <laughs> can i can i can i be that precise with with decimals you can but we'll just we, round we'll, it up to a we'll 10 we'll round it down yeah. to a 9 <laughs> <laughs> where would you put it howard out, out of interest where would you put it in like your what's your bottom marvel cinematic universe film and then what are your top 3 Okay, probably probably my least favorite is is Thor: The Dark World. Okay, that's um, a that's a 
good least favorite choice. <laughs> oh wait a minute, let me let me look it up, see what I gave it because I can't remember any of these films. Uh, okay, what, Thor, Thor: The Dark World. I gave four out of ten. Ooh, so I think I'm on board with you there. Um, so yeah, I mean, my top three would be like it would definitely be Infinity War would definitely be in there, and then it would probably be Civil War. Oh, and then. I don't know, either the first Iron Man or or the first Avengers, really. Alan, do you, do you remember us enough of the films to have a top three? Uh, no, I mean, I could look at my ratings, but that's the best I could do with you. I think Iron Man would be in your top three, Alan. It's it's the closest to a Vince Vaughn movie out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, I gave Iron Man an eight. That's pretty good, yeah. That's really okay. good for you, yeah. Um all right, well, for me, like I say, Iron Man 2 is my least favorite, but my top 3 would be I don't know about I don't know about positions 3 and 2, but it, it's it's between the first Avengers and Thor Ragnarok. They're squabbling oh, okay. over that that spot. I think on the rewatch mm. when I get round to rewatching Thor Ragnarok, I think that might be number 2 there. Um mm. and then Infinity War is my favorite so far. I just I loved yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's probably my favorite so far as well. Well, I've just I've just found a list of the Marvel Cinematic Universe so I can look at my ratings all in one go. So Iron Man is my only eight. Uh, I've okay. got several sevens. You gave Captain of... Marvel a seven. I re- yeah, that's I the most recent it, yeah. seven. Lots oh. of sixes. But here's my worst ones, okay. Four for Thor. Four for Thor. The first Thor? No, no, sorry, Dark World. Oh, okay. Um, I also okay, gave my, un- my only other four is Captain America Civil War. Oh, you hated really? that one, didn't you? Even though it was good. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> Alan, if I remember, your complaint basically came down to, oh, the this film was there was <laughs> too many big celebrities in it, and they spent like loads of money on it, and I just wanted it. Your, your complaint was like, I want a, a thirty million dollar movie instead of a three hundred million dollar movie for always, no reason. Yeah. No, always. Right, okay. But, but you didn't justify it beyond that. It was you just kept saying, <laughs> why didn't they call it Avengers three? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. There was. I mean, it that, wasn't a Captain America film. That's what annoyed me about it. Well, yeah, but so that is a, that is a good. Uh, yeah, that that's the only thing I'd say about it. Really, I felt <laughs> like it was Avengers three rather than Captain yeah, America yeah. three. So, um, anything else to add here? Um, I suppose we're meant to we're meant to pitch our own idea for for Avengers four, but. I think we've we've just chosen who's going to die and who's not. That's basically the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, sp- I suppose you, we could we could speculate how they're going to do it. Should we go around in a circle? If if you were tasked with the insanely difficult <laughs> task <laughs> of um, writing this franchise out of a hole, following mm. it up with Avengers Four, how do you reverse the snap? Is basically how would saying. you do it? How do you think they're going to? I think uh, Strange is going to be the the key to it all because yes. he has. Mm. He's, yes, you know. Well, with... of course, the title is named for a line of. Uh, is it a line mm. that he says, or does Tony Stark say it? No, yeah. he says oh, it. No, he, he? Yeah, Strange says it. Yeah, but yeah. his obviously it's established that he can fiddle with time and stuff like that and reality. Yes. But also, he the whole thing at the end of that film i think was he had, he like saw all the possibilities and this yeah, was like yeah, the yeah. best he was going to get mm. so he knows there's some something's going to happen he's he's foreseen something yeah so, and he um, knows that stark is the key to everything is that right is mm. that what he said well that's why he makes a trade for well, stark's think, life he yeah. says that he needs him for the 
scenario that's going to play out. Ooh. But that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean he's the key, I guess. It just means he's part of the team. That No, I think there'll be some yeah. sort of twist where it's setting up to make it look like him, but that's part of the plan because it's actually a decoy so that, you know, the actual key, Jeremy Renner or whatever, is yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the real key is something you would never expect, like the cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do we think Goose is going to be in the film? He might be. I really hope he is. that that'll be that'll be in a round that'll be a round of applause when Goose shows up. Oh <laughs> yeah. It would be a shame for him to have been set up so recently and for him to be so popular and such a great part of the film for him then to not appear. I think it would be and yeah. If Captain Marvel's coming to Earth, she better go to Shield headquarters or whatever, looking for Samuel L. Jackson as a pile of ash mm. outside on the street where he went. But yeah. then Goose is like using it as a litter tray, <laughs> and she's what like, about, "Goose." What about right? If if Goose, because loads of people have disappeared, he gets out, uh, runs amok, um, gets hit by a truck. So then they have to bury him in an ancient Indian burial ground <laughs> to bring him back as zombie Goose. But then he's out of control. He starts doing his octopus face all the time. Eh? <laughs> huh? Yeah, maybe crossover. <laughs> it's even more, even more corporate I mean, synergy. <laughs> Don't know what company Pet Cemetery is owned by. But, I mean, why not? Disney owns everything these days. I mean, fucking yeah, hell! They just yeah. bought The Simpsons. Let's put The Simpsons in an Endgame. Oh, no. That's that's the finale. <laughs> yeah, Homer uh, defeats Thanos. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> deep cut reference for. <laughs> Um, oh yes uh, I mean I I think what we're going to get with Endgame and I I will love this because again it's right up my street but I kind of hope I'm wrong because it seems too obvious and too easy I think we're going to get Back to the Future Part 2 we're going to get some time travel and they're going to revisit a selection of greatest hits from the Marvel Cinematic Universe I think oh, yeah. I yeah. think we're going to go back to World War II Captain America times. We're going to have the new guy playing Red Skull, reprising Red Skull in the olden days. I think mm. we're going to see yeah. Tilda Swinton's listed as the ancient one in the in the cast list. Obviously, oh, okay. she could just not be in the film, and that could be wrong. Um, I think I think Tom Hiddleston as Loki might pop up. I think we'll get a flashback to the first the Avengers. But I do think I think Ant Man's going to be pivotal personally. I think this whole nano zone or whatever it's called, that's going to be a big, a big thing. Of course, yeah. he's left in that quantum realm at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp, but we know yeah. he gets out very soon because of the <laughs> the trailer. Um, yeah. So I think there's going to be some sort of you know how to get in and out of this weird magical realm where time stands still and. Uh, mm. So yeah, I mean, if I if I was doing this film, I would do the Back to the Future two thing, but I don't think it would be yeah. as good as what we're going to get. So I'm just going to mm. let the Russos do it instead. <laughs> I yeah, I think I don't know. I feel like they're probably going to make a second Gauntlet because I think because mm. I because I feel like mm. that original Gauntlet Gauntlet is fucked. Yeah, they, by the end yeah, of it, it yeah. was like burnt to a crisp. Yeah. So I have a feeling they're going to go back to the dwarf guy and make another one so okay. that they can harness the stones themselves. I haven't and I that, feel yeah. like I feel like there's something in the idea of trading a soul for the, for a stone. Yeah. I feel like 
because that seemed like a because if you if you look at it every single time thanos gains a stone he he either sacrifices someone or he gives somebody's life back or something well even even quite literally with um the soul stone doesn't he, he has to yeah. literally kill someone to yeah. to get that stone does that mean there's a not does that mean every time you go there and kill someone you get given one of those stones or is it a kind of one yeah. shot deal or like, does that one stone pass to you you get it because you've made that sacrifice or i think the only way that would possibly play out would be if someone was like i'm going to sacrifice myself to get to give you yeah. guys the stone and then they're like no captain america don't do it and then he's like too quick and he jumps off and that well i wonder if tony's going to do it mm. and i wonder if that's why doctor strange needed needs him to be around because he's going to be the person to sacrifice i don't know now i'd i'd like to uh, draw your attention sol i know you'll be aware of the red dwarf episode uh, the inquisitor oh i love the Inqu- yeah, yeah yeah with the old backfiring time gauntlet trick where yeah. they yes. they they decode his <laughs> they re- they reprogram his gauntlet so that when he goes to do something it affects him instead of the outside world uh so i think that's what they've done to thanos they've so now he when he sees the snap he's he's actually just seeing like you know when they created a false reality for whatever the reality stone did or whatever that was interesting mm. yeah I, I could see that happening as well, actually. Um, um, yeah. Cool. Should we call that a day there? And yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, right. I just want to. Uh, I just want to thank Benjamin Berry for making us do this. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Benjamin. Just for giving Saul the confidence to make us do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al- Alan was very of the opinion early on that oh, we've, we've done all the Avengers it. films. How much this? more can we say? <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, Howard, for coming in, bringing a new new perspective. Yeah. Although your perspective is the same as Sol, so you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new same perspective. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, right, you'll be back in a couple of weeks, won't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, good. If you like Howard, come back in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, then you might like to go back into our archives and listen to our other Marvel-based episodes. If so, then go ahead to our website, dimreturns.com, and have a look at episodes 21, 47, 57, 73, 89, 99, 109, and 144. Yes, we really have done that many Marvel episodes. Next week, Calvin returns for something that I have even less interest in. Pokemon. Pokemon.